Welcome back to another Irrational Passions Presents. I am Alex O'Neill, and joining me this time, my wonderful, spooky friend, Andrew Taylor. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Good. It's always good to have you back to talk about Resident Evil. Yeah. It's like our Our old. Yeah, it's like our... For those of you that know Deep Cut, Raccoon City Radio podcast that we used to do uh a while ago it's kind of like a little redux i guess you could say in terms mm. of us getting back to talk about re4 remake yes this day we've been waiting for i yeah. remember uh, like we speculated will they do this at the end of resident evil 2 yeah i do remember that um it's kind of insane that they actually did it because i think i think at the time a lot of people were not expecting them to have to do it i guess you could say because I remember a lot of people were arguing, be like, "Oh, that game does not need a remake or whatever." Yeah, and I'm just like, ah, "I've played it pretty recently <laughs> <laughs> for the first time." Like, you know, it 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 shows its age, but you know, we're here now, and and we've gotten a remake of RE4, which is you know, as a lot of people consider one of the best video games of all time, um, definitely one of the most influential video games, yeah. you know, of of its time. So yeah, excited to talk about it. Um, but yeah, if you if you didn't know, welcome. This is the Rational Passions review discussion for Resident Evil 4 2023 edition because Capcom will not put remake in the title. <laughs> no, thank you. Actually, yeah. Do um, they do they not do that for two? Nope. Do they do it for two? Okay, wow. Nope. Just Resident Evil 2, right. then Resident Evil 3, then Resident Evil 4. Kind of like that though. It's crisp, you know. Yeah. This like, is yeah. the Resident Evil 4 of 2023. You know, yeah, people get it as well. It's been however many years, fifteen years or whatever. It's been a while. Yeah, um, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Resident Evil Four Remake. Just came out uh, in March, and uh, I I would say like of the remakes, I think Resident Evil Two Remake had a lot on it, and then Resident Evil Four Remake had a lot on it. I think there were yeah. lower stakes certainly for Resident Evil Three Remake. Um, just because that's not as beloved a game, but I think they did a great job with that as well. Uh, and it, it was funny, like, thinking back to 2 and 3 and playing this game to to think of it as, like, a sequel to those games, right? To the remakes, yeah. specifically. Um, it's it's very cool to, to think what they did because part of Resident Evil 4 Remake, obviously, is, like redoing everything that was in that game and everything that was in that game was already so different than anything that had come before it Um, to then have that done again where it's like I would say not so different from everything that came before it at this point Uh, yeah it's a third person shooter you got a gun you aim it you can move and shoot (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the future, baby. Yeah. Um. But yeah, to to have it in front of us, to experience it, to like see how big of a project it, it actually is as well. Um. So let's let's get right into it. I I would say maybe there's not gonna be any spoilers or anything generally, but maybe toward the end we'll we'll talk about spoilers just to yeah to hash it out. Um. Yeah. But we'll we'll give you proper warning. So if you haven't played the game yet, 
Um, let's let's just talk about it. How, Andrew. How did you feel about Resident Evil Four Remake? Ooh. Uh, what a game. Um, you know, kind of like what you were saying before is, you know, it's you know, we were talking about you got a gun, you know, it's it's it sets itself apart from from what came before it at the time, mm-hmm. you know, um, no, you know, fixed camera angles anymore. Um, you know, third person action, not so much. There's definitely horror in there, but then to now jump to the remake of four and have it feel really organic to the other two remakes that have already come before it. I, I love this like connection, this like almost like redoing of the timeline, I guess you could say that Capcom's doing to kind of make everything feel cohesive, um, is really, really impressive. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 definitely it's a game. Like, uh, it's not to say that uh, it's a hundred percent perfect. I, I I could say in my eyes, but I, I think it's definitely the best of the remakes. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's not trying to it's not trying to reinvent the wheel, and but what it's doing is that it's basically just trying to. Like write it, write a love letter to the game that kind of did reinvent the wheel, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like Resident Evil Four, like you wouldn't have a Gears of War without Resident Evil Four, you know? Like, there and there's a bunch of other, you know, Uncharted, I guess you could say, uh, other action games. Last of Us, you know, they've even said like Resident Evil Four is like a huge inspiration of like The Last of Us. Um, it's funny so like too, a lot of the, like seeing yeah. seeing that kind of Ouroboros back into itself yeah. when you play Resident Evil 4 remake and, yeah. and and everything. Yeah. And then like for them to kind of just say this we're not trying to this isn't like a generational shift again, you know. Like this is just basically people who love the original game, who who some of even worked on the original game and they just they're giving us like a really good experience to be like, okay, like you have the original game, but now you have the remake, and it feels more cohesive because of those other two, to those other two remakes. So, I don't know. It's uh, you know, I, I've only played through it once. I know you've played through it a couple times. Um, like I said, I think it's the best remake. Um, you know, I remember at the time that Resident Evil Two came out. Uh, you know, when we were doing Wrecking City Radio, I was just like blown away by that game, and I, 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 I still am, and I think it's. It, it, it's almost different because of how much Metroidvanias have always kind of played into like my gaming experience and to play one that was just so well, that was done so well. And I, I never even, I'll be, I'll admit it. Like I never even played the original RE2. I've played it since I've beaten the remake, but um, you know, just to like play another game that is almost completely different than the second one but have yeah. it feel, you know what I mean? Like have it feel cohesive, fresh again. Yeah, yeah. It's fresh, but it's still cohesive. I don't know. It's like insane to kind of like, think about like them pulling it off. Like, yeah, you know, that was 2019 when Resident Evil two came out and like, we're in 2023 and they've given us three really good remakes. You know, I think this is the best one. And I think RE two is, is the second best one and you know, whatever, uh, however you want to rank those. But, um, I just I, I'm really shocked at how well they like pulled it off, because um, I have only recently played 
Resident Evil 4 in the last few years. Um, yeah. I didn't even I didn't get to play it in 2005 or anything like that. So um, just to kind of jump off that a pretty recent experience to jump into to this game and see the differences and see what they've kind of changed around or what they've cut out. I mean, personally, I. I'm I'm not someone who's much of a purist to be honest with you, hmm. especially when I didn't play the original back in 2005. So like anything that's been added or cut from this game like literally does not bother me like pretty much at all. Yeah. Um because it feels fresh and that's what I was hoping that it would do. Yeah. But like I said before already a couple times, it feels cohesive to the other two remakes that just came out in the last few years and I think that's really really impressive. Yeah. Um and and sky's the limit pretty much at this point, <laughs> you know in terms of yeah like, totally I mean do you want to remake Resident Evil Five I mean you know for those of you that have not played Resident Evil Five it's a co-op game, uh, we both played it together uh, a couple of years ago, uh it's definitely a game yeah. <laughs> that is a, definitely a game yeah uh um, much less serious but so is Resident Evil Four to some extent but like yeah you know we'll talk about it but the remake kind of realign some of that in, in a good exactly way. yeah i was just going to mention that so i don't i don't know like they can really do whatever they want at this point and i'll i'll be there for it, definitely because i think you know like i said before i might have mentioned it but i know that people had some pretty big problems with resident evil 3 remake sure and you know it is what it is i i thought it was completely fine i had a lot of fun with it i know that you really liked it a lot too um but you know I would I would be really interested to see what they were gonna do if they were gonna make remake Resident Evil Five. Totally. Um. So yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, I I loved it. Spoilers. Hey, I think we both probably <laughs> like this game. Um. Yeah, it's tough, man. Like, it, it's funny because think of Resident Evil, right? Um, yeah. This is like my entry point, Resident Evil Four, back in yeah, the day. Yeah. Um, so we have now looped around from the games that I had never played to the game that I, that it was like where I came in on Resident Evil and yeah. shout out, you know, my high school days, uh, the Gamefly era of my life that I like to yeah. refer to it where it's like, you know, what's, what, what game am I going to play this month? Basically. <laughs> uh, and Resident Evil four for Wii kind of came down the pipe at some point on that list. And, and I got to play it for the first time. Uh, and definitely like that was a game that that was to me like overhyped um and then when i played it i was like oh this is like very good i will say um and there was a lot on that like even at the time people were saying like this is great one of the greatest games ever made 10 out of 10 yeah absolutely unforgettable so like i definitely remember i'd never played resident evil i didn't like spooky games um and after, you know, it, I, I have this thing so I can kind of experiment with what I play. It's like, all right, let me dive into Resident Evil 4 and reluctantly coming around to, like, really liking it um, mm. because, like, I was a dumb teenager, not for any other <laughs> more sophisticated reason, I assure you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I have, like, a certainly a soft spot for this game. It has always been just, like, that goofy thing. And I'll tell you, like, that will definitely like filter my opinion of resident evil for that era for sure of like this is my first exposure and like my dude is doing suplexes uh <laughs> and this is what this game is so then you know going on to five and then not playing six uh it made a lot of sense it, it just felt like a natural escalation um and like even at that time going back and playing like the original resident evil one and turning into a jill sandwich and stuff like it was all goofy to me 
Um, yeah. So like, I've really loved them redoing two and three, being able to to kind of take it seriously in a way. It being like melodrama and you know whatever, but like it at least having that production and, and acting that makes it feel serious. If anything, yeah. like a B movie action movie. At yeah, worst. that's exactly how I look at it. Yeah. Um. So now we've looped back to four, uh, and yeah, I like I really didn't know what my expectations were. We talked a lot about it before the game came out because, like, you would watch a lot of trailers, and I had like truly, I've seen like two trailers. Before yeah, you I and it pretty it. dark. Yeah, yeah, and there was a lot that I wasn't, I hadn't seen yet, and I wasn't, I had forgotten about for sure. Uh, and I am a purist. I will say, uh, <laughs> I definitely like am the the person that is like, oh, this isn't like this, or this I don't like this. Um, sure. part of like my friction with Final Fantasy Remake when I first played it was like, you know, I, I see that you're trying to go in a, in a direction, but I don't know how I feel about it. It grew on me for sure. Um, this was definitely different though. I like, to me, yeah. this is the definitive Resident Evil 4. I like yeah. fully surpassed the original. Um, I am like a person, I feel like a lot of the problems with RE4 do not come up when you kind of get in those conversations of it. Oh, it's the greatest game ever. Like whatever. Um, and I it was always someone who was like, well, it's very good, but let me tell you, let me tip my hat and tell you some problems I have with it for no reason. Just like, you know, it didn't, I, I came to it later. So of course I didn't necessarily have those rose tinted glasses, but yeah, th- this remake goes out of its way. I feel to like fix a lot of the things that I had problems with. Um, yeah. like there are no zombies with guns in this game. Uh, zombies do occasionally use guns, <laughs> but but the, you're not like fighting dudes with assault rifles um, no. at the end, which was something that I was very glad to see change. Um, <laughs> and and like the whole island part, like I was kind of dreading it when it was getting to that point in the remake, and it, it yeah, it's much better, I think, just yeah, so much better um, in this game than it was in the original, and it's much longer. There's a lot more of it, um, yeah. And, and I was, like, stoked about that. But I was not ready. Like, when when you're talking about, like, a game that you would consider a masterpiece, right? Like a 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. video game. I think yeah. there's always got to be some secret, some Michael's secret stuff, some secret sauce type, <laughs> type deal that is yeah. inserted into the equation that, like, elevates it in a way that is hard to, like, quantify, especially in a review um and for the reviews of games that i've considered to be 10 out of 10s i have always struggled i think with talking about that like breath of the wild you know there's just like some magic with exploring in that world that like makes it work and i don't know yeah how to tell you what that is like in very specific words but i definitely feel the same way about resident evil 4 remake like if i were to sit down and review this i might give it a 10 uh i'd have to I you know like if I were to settle on a score, it would probably be ten, just because I think it does enough in that column to go above and beyond. And like there are, I have like no issues with this game. I would say, like really trying to rack my brain. Like there's like one boss fight that I did not enjoy. And, yeah, and yeah. Y- y'all know I'm boss fight critiquer of the Resident Evil games for sure. <laughs> um. I, I had a lot of problems with the Resident Evil 2 boss fights because, you know, they're kind of just all the same. Um, except for yeah. one, you have to hit him with a, a big uh, 
cargo box, which is that's neat. Uh, not a good fight, but it's neat. Um, <laughs> not a good fight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like something in this of like, you know, the the things I was thinking about in Resident Evil 4 of, like, what's iconic? Like, what has to be there for this to be Resident Evil 4, right? Um, We got to be able to suplex guys. You can do that. Absolutely, number one. Um, And do the, the, you know, the sweep kick for sure. Um, You got to be able to, um, you know, fight the big lake guy. There's El Gigante. There's Salazar. uh, Lord Sadler. You know, all (laughs) all the classic checkboxes. Um, and it does all those things, but then it adds to that list as well. Now things that it's like, I I didn't think I'd sit here and be like, I associate a great parry with Resident Evil (laughs) four, but it has a very good parry. It has really, really good boss fights, which I was also surprised by, um, that there's like a lot of variants. And some of that is like straight pulled from Resident Evil four. And some Mm -hmm. of it is like a, like, hey, what if we took that one cutscene with quick time events in it and made it a whole fight? And it's like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. And 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 part of that leans into those new mechanics. And how did they go about doing this? How did they accomplish this? Like in RE4, in that game, if you could move and shoot, that game would be a joke. It would be a cakewalk, right? And and yeah. they use the restrictions to make it more tense, just like Resident Evil One did, just like Resident Evil Two and Three did. Um, and in that game, it was like, you have to stop to shoot. Uh, but there's a lot going on and there's a lot of things you can do and you can move and attack and do other things, but you can't shoot in this. It's like, all right, well, now that we have move and shoot, how are we going to escalate things? It's like, all right, enemies are going to be way more dense. Like there's going to be, you're going to be fighting groups of people in a way that you have not had to before. Groups will be like coming and circling you and cutting off exits Ashley is going to be more of a part that you have to look after and take care of. It's not a thing that you can hide behind a fucking bush and, and just not worry about it. And (laughs) all these things like that are risky. I would say generally risky to make this game harder and modern. I I think they just all succeed on every front. Um, Like that, that village, like play the demo, the chainsaw demo, if you don't believe me. And I know like, I'm sure some people are like that village thing is too hard. Right. It's like, but like, that brutal, like, fighting for your life feeling is what make, made my playthrough of Resident Evil 4, like, absolutely 10 out of 10 spectacular. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and we talked about it a little bit when we were playing, but I played on Hardcore. You played on, on Standard. Um, yep. And we both played on PlayStation 5, um, which, you know, generally doesn't come up in reviews because at this point, like, PlayStation 5 and Xbox, whatever, uh, it's going to, pr- you're going to get, pretty much the same performance of the game but shout out to the playstation version of this game because they put a lot of work into the dual sense and how it feels and the adaptive triggers and stuff like that and i think it really helps like elevate it just like another layer of immersion another thing that just is super polished and well made another like yeah. place that they put a lot of work that you know you, you're not going to sit there and think about it a whole bunch but it helps make that secret sauce that elevates this whole experience, I, I really think. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's plenty of specific things I want to touch on and, and we'll get into. But general thoughts is, like, I really am blown away by how they accomplish this. And, yeah, I, I think it's just a masterfully made game. Like, if yeah. you had never played Resident Evil 4 before, you could play this and understand why everyone loves it. Um, Absolutely. 
and and to be able to one just remake a game and have it be good is already a challenge but to make it as good comparatively as it felt then as it does now that's like a true achievement i think and yeah and i think they did they hit that achievement right yeah i'd love to be a fly on the wall like trying to figure out what to cut what to change what to modernize you know what to kind of maybe keep the same and have it kind of work with the engine you know that they have yeah uh, the re the re engine that's been great um since resident evil 7 um so yeah i i don't know if there's like a director's commentary or something that they ever put out or you know maybe no clip does something who knows but like i would love to just like see what how this how do you how do you like how do you elevate a game that like i said before so many people consider one of the best games of all time and the reason why they do that is because at the time there was nothing else like that you know what i mean like that's why they think of it like that way and like i mentioned already is we wouldn't have gears we wouldn't have uncharted we wouldn't have last of us like we wouldn't have a lot of those third person action games without resident evil 4 so like how do you like respect that legacy but also like I don't know, like make it its own new thing, I guess. But like, it's not like you're trying to, I don't know. It didn't feel like they were trying to make a statement. They were just like, oh yeah, we're going to make a really, really good third person action game. That's like a love letter to the game. That's like considered the best third person action game. I don't know. So (laughs) It's funny too, because like a lot of the things that made Resident Evil 4, in my opinion, when I like ended up playing through it multiple times back in the day, made it special yeah. was like discovering how much you could do right like yeah, yeah, you, yeah you have this impression of what you can do right and that's like i can shoot that dudes in the head i can shoot them in the leg to slow them down i can shoot things out of their hands and then you start expounding on that of like okay i can shoot him in the head and he's dazed and now i can run up and kick him right like that's still not a thing that you can do in enough video games <laughs> let me say that is true that's you actually should, very true you should be able to do that in way more video games than you can <laughs> and it is like a staple of resident before like oh i can shoot this guy in the leg go up behind him and fucking suplex him i guess uh insta kill uh and and get the insta kill which you know it's no longer an insta kill but again that leads into the credence of it being denser more of a struggle you have way more tools at your disposal um so you have to be more of a threat to them and all those things are here again and they're still great (laughs) as it turns out right like nothing has changed except that i can move and shoot but like shooting a guy in the head to daze him when a whole group is coming up around him and being able to get up to him in time to get the kickoff and knock them all back feels really good just as good as it did you know 20 years ago yeah, or, you know, like you were mentioning, like, them having dynamite that they throw at you, like, being able to, like, get them to drop it or shoot the dynamite in their hand or, you know, like, even the chainsaw guys, like, the, he does not care about the other people around him. So, like, you can use him almost to your advantage to kind of clear groups and stuff like that. I just think there's a lot of, like, really cool small details in this game where I feel like kind of what you were saying is, like, why... Why do we not have more kicks? Yeah, games. Like, there's a lot of little details in the game where it's like, man, why haven't they like put this in this game or this game? You know, it's like you know maybe they've thought about it and maybe there's been some limitations and things like that. That I mean, that totally makes sense. But there's just it's like a lot of it is very reactionary. Everyone kind of is reactionary to each other, and it's like, yeah, like you're, you know, 
SOL a lot of the times in the game, but like you can almost use people against each other, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, even, so, yeah. even in that first village fight, right? Like being able to lure the chainsaw guy and have him cut down banners that will like cut off passageways or going into the tower. That was like a safe spot in the original game and you can fall through it in this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is fun. And, and they play with your expectations in a lot of fun ways like that. Uh, like there are rooms that are in a, in whole like encounters that are just straight pulled from Resident Evil Four, right? The whole layout of the room, every door, every window that you could go through before is exactly the same, and it's yeah. just as compelling because either they, you know, just put more enemies in it, or give you new weapons to use, or just all of this kind of freedom that you have with like being able to run up and kick guys, being able to suplex people, being able to use all your tools, being able to parry a guy that's running up on you in order to create an opening to push him back into a crowd. Like all this reactionary stuff makes the the flow of combat feel like it can change every time. Uh, yeah, and it absolutely. does. It does change yeah. every time, right? Like I've done multiple fights and I've like approached things from different strategies. And part of like, I don't necessarily recommend everybody jump out and play it on hardcore mode, right? Like <laughs> I had a I had a great time. I died a lot. Um I would say I think we like we went through it uh when I was like showing stuff to you. I I died like like uh, 16 times on one boss fight, right? This one boss that I yeah. didn't like. Um and that was like maybe the only part where I was uh not having a great time, but yeah, um, the, like the the house scene, right? That's a very good example. Happens like I think in chapter six in this game, um, somewhere around there, um, because it's not the the kind of five act structure anymore. It's it's just all chapters, um, and which I, I guess it was chapters before, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. number chapters through sixteen. Uh, that scene is like super crazy <laughs> it is like amped to an 11 and especially Even crazy on standard yeah yeah and and i i could feel that too i was like this is gonna be hard no matter what i'm doing and i remember that feeling when i played it the original game like a lot of the places that i ended up getting stuck were places that i remember getting stuck when i played it originally which is funny um but that whole fight like i kind of approached it several different ways in like the, yeah. the hour that it took me to get through that and I was having a great time the whole time. Like I, I kept dying and I kept getting stuck. It's like, oh, you get to the end where like this big bullheaded dude breaks one of the windows and jumps in, uh, which I think it was a chainsaw guy in the original game. So I, I'd honestly take the bullheaded guys over that. Um, and I, you get there twice and you still die. And it's like, oh, I got so close. I know I was like right near the end. Uh. But knowing that it's like, okay, I'm going to try putting the boards on this window. I'm going to try and filter them all to the stairs. I'm going to do different things and get different results. That was super fun. And experimenting in that window, draining all of my resources at every turn, uh, it, it elevated it for sure for me. Um, yeah. I don't, did you feel like you had a lot of ammo and stuff for, for most things? Uh, there are definitely a couple of conflicts like towards the back half of the game where I was like, man, I am, I'm dry. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I have got to figure it out. And, you know, if I die, like I'm going to have to like go about it a different way or reload a previous save to like try to maybe find some ammunition or trade some things in to, to get some crafting stuff to make ammo and stuff like that. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there was there was definitely a couple of of instances where I was running out of ammo, and one of them actually was at that house fight. Um, yeah. That's about halfway through the game, or close to halfway through the game, and it's. Yeah, it's like even on standard mode, I was like, man, this is I, I think I had to do it like maybe three or four times. Um, but yeah, I had like no complaints because like, oh, this is one. This is super fun to play. Yes. Um, <laughs> two, it's like there's different strategies I can do here. I can use dudes against each other. Um, they, they still have dynamite. You know, I have hand grenades. I have flash grenades, you know, get them to like, you know, burst out of their head and just float you know throw the flash grenade just to take out like two or three of them at the, at the same time you know things like that i mean there's a lot of cool like little strategies that you can do um even when your back is up against the wall um and then like making i think this is a really cool thing but like making lewis like a character give you yeah a <laughs> character you know still quote unquote ladies man but <laughs> he will throw you yeah <laughs> he'll throw you ammo like i think i thought that was really cool like yeah you know i especially in moments where you're like man i'm running out of ammo really really you know fast here so he'll throw you some ammo um he fights too um you know i felt like he was pretty helpful in some of those fights and kind of like pulling aggro off of me to pull it towards him so i can kind of either set someone up for a kick or whatever and kind of clear the area like that kind of stuff so yeah, I mean, like I said, there's definitely a couple of fights where I felt like this is pretty difficult, you know, in terms of like trying to conserve ammunition and like also make sure you're using it to the right, you know, the right degree. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool how and you know there's boxes and stuff and those are all RNG. So like depending yeah. on a run, it, it can maybe be a little bit more giving to a. To your resources, which is nice. So if you're struggling at a at a kind of stopgap, it'll clearly like give you more healing items and things like that. Yeah. Um. To to kind of get over the hump of it. Um. But yeah, just that that kind of breakneck feeling. I I really think doesn't let up until the end of the game, right? Like it, it just goes. Yeah. Um, it really does. Especially like going back and replaying it, just playing through the game. Um, you know, it took me, I think, 11 hours to, to beat it the second time around. That's just no cutscenes, just going through. Uh, and I think it took me, like, 24 hours to beat it the first run. Uh, yeah, mine was 22. Yeah, uh, somewhere yeah. around there, um, which which feels right, you know. Uh, but, I, I, you know, there's definitely a lot of game here, <laughs> I'll say. It, it was very nice. Like, this is much bigger than any of the Resident Evil remakes before it. It's much bigger than Resident Evil 8, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. which was, I would say, the biggest one outside of four before this. Uh, and it, it feels, you know, it, it's kind of like an action thriller to some extent. It is just go until the end. Um, and then there's, like, one section where you get to play as Ashley, which is great. Uh, and that's, like, my little break for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, outside of that, yeah, just breakneck, nonstop fighting, going, going, going to the end. Uh, with with all of the things that you would expect to be there, right? Like, in my head, I don't necessarily have a checklist I'm going through, but it's like, all right, here's the lake guy, here's the big Abraham Lincoln dude with the the crazy eye uh, who t who's got big spider ribs, here's uh, Salazar in the castle, and Ashley gets taken away. But, you know, they, they also subvert that with, with some new things, like here's a section where you get to play as Ashley, which is really great. 
Um, here is like more Lewis backstory. Um, here is another section with Lewis, more than just like the house section. Yeah. Um, and here is another late game section with Leon and Ashley that I don't think was in the original, um, where, you know, you kind of get back into it even at the end of the game uh, as a team, you know, squad up. Uh, and I think all of the surprises that they lay out for you are really great. And I think everything that they flesh out in the story and the world are really great. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's like, hey, Las Plagas, it's a it's a thing. I, I do remember them mentioning that they dug it up in the original game, but I, I don't think they spent nearly as much time on like where and where in the castle and like where the amber uh, you know, it is, it, Resident Evil 4 is just Jurassic Park. Just if you were curious out there, it is just Jurassic Park. Um, kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. It's all it's all thumbs up for me. Uh, but they, they definitely spend more time of, like, here's where they found Las Plagas. Here is, like, the amber and where it comes from. Here is, like, who is Ada working for? That's not just, like, a completely dead thread that is just, like, outside of the Ada story that you would play kind of separately. Um, which I don't when did they add the Ada storyline to Resident Evil 4? Was that like the PS2 re-release or something like that? Yeah, it was something like that. Like it wasn't. I can't remember when they would have done that. Yeah, I, I, it feels like once it was, uh, more so just being on GameCube. That's when they started adding that extra stuff, like the Ada's like separate ways or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, or Ada Fire File Ada or whatever it's called. I can't remember. I always think it's like Episode Ada. I don't think that's right, but. Yeah, that's, something that like sounds that. cool. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that everything feels more cohesive and in in itself, not even just like connected to Resident Evil 2. But it, it was cool. Like, you know, this feels like the same Leon from Resident Evil 2. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it feels like his story continued versus like Resident Evil 4 kind of coming from the PlayStation 1 days. It's like, here's this whole new character, basically, who's just like a, a weird, kind of arrogant, cocky dude that makes jokes all the time. Yeah. Are we sure this is the same guy from like two games ago? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not First day on the vibes. job guy, you know. <laughs> uh, here, yeah. here it's like, you know, he's, he's a bit of, he makes plenty of jokes. They're all great. Um, but Amazing. like, he has like that that kind of kindness that Leon from RE2 remake has. Um, yeah. He has that that kind of like hero's instinct, but he's also clearly like haunted by that to some extent, and he plays it yeah. off by being funny. Uh, and yeah. I think you put it really well. I think in the the viewpoints of of just like he he's kind of making the jokes to to get through it. <laughs> I I almost think he's actually scared shitless to be honest with you. For sure. Uh, like you know, this this guy goes from being a rookie cop that shows up on his first day and it's just like all hell broke loose. This like Midwestern city is just SOL like, you know, he has to get through all of that. Somehow manages to get through all of that. And then it's just like just like Somehow the president, I guess, got wind of that and was just like, I got a secret agent, this guy up, like, you know, and, you know, going through Operation Javier with Krauser and just like, man, six years really flies by. And now he's just like, he's essentially this, this Terminator. But it's almost like funny to me because like they make his character damaged from having already experienced a previous event that's like 
was just as messed up as like what he's about to go through. And, and well, like I think he finally realizes this is, you know, this is big time. Like pretty early on in the game, you know, especially yeah. with, you know, he kicks a dude against the wall and the dude gets back up and he's like, "What the fuck?" You know, it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it's happening all over again. So like I, you know, I, I appreciate the macho mentality but i also appreciate in my mind i'm thinking to myself this guy is scared shitless and like this is he's saying these one-liners and you know trying to play up the whole you know secret agent bit just to get through it you know and and i kind of like thinking of it that way just because of the experience that he's already previously had and just i don't know it's just funny to it's like it's like john mcclain right yeah like from die hard it's like wrong place wrong time but it's the right guy you know what i mean like it's just i'm sure that's that's kind of probably how they modeled leon a little bit back in the day is like let's think of a character that's just kind of like an everyday guy you know was not supposed to be there john mcclain you know like let's make a resident evil character out of him um but he's very it, it it seems like in in this version of the game, he's way more John McClane, I would say. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like he's already done it and he's already gone through it, and so like now he's just throwing out quips, uh, and they're they're really really good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want I don't want to spoil any of them because yeah, for sure, especially like I just toward the end of the game, yeah. there's just some absolute <laughs> club bangers. Okay, there there is the one though. I I will say it. The nighty night nights. Yeah. <laughs> I literally put my controller down. And I was like. Man, like you, you better be grateful you ain't getting no signal from Hunnigan right now. Like she'd probably be like mission over. Like you need to my get back, dude. Yeah, you're done. Like it, I was like, man, who is writing your material? But I love like even like how cringy that is. It works so well in that moment in the battle that you just had against those characters. Yeah, and then his delivery is for also him, great. Yeah, the delivery is is abs- It's perfect. You know, it's like. Yeah, this is this is exactly what Resident Resident Evil is like. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, it's it's kind of like, and I I really like it. His interactions with Ashley, I, I think, are super great, and Ashley is is very good. I will say, yeah, like, especially like having played through a couple times. Like, I love she feel she feels like the only normal person <laughs> in the whole game, but I like that because like. Leon is is supposed to be like her superhero, and he's you know a super cop going around like killing dudes, like absolutely yeah. suplexing left and right, and then he's like like next, uh, and and going on from target to target, and actually yeah. just like not is freaking out the whole time. Yeah, she is breathing, man. Uh, she's <laughs> breathing heavy. Um, somebody get this girl an inhaler. Um, yeah. But I, I, I like the progression of, like, she doesn't really know Leon to the beginning, so just doesn't really trust him, uh, doesn't like necessarily following his orders, but is willing to do it. He kind of proves himself, and then they're friends, and then, like, they trust each other more and more to the point, like, at the, toward the end of the game, if, like, he gets hurt after a fight, she's like, Leon! He's like, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Like, stuff like that. There's, like, little quips and yeah. stuff back and forth. I really, really like It's subtle. It's well done. I was kind of worried going into this that it was going to be like uh, 
they were going to go for like a last of us situation where, where everyone's kind of chatting and, and it's very chatty and we're doing a lot of character development stuff. They don't do yeah. that. They, they, yeah. they use restraint in a really good way of like, this is a tense situation. This isn't like something that we're just going to be like having a casual talk about tea. Um, but there will be breaks in everything where yep. we can have conversations that make sense to have. Um, yeah. And I feel like a lot of that is, is, specifically tied to the cutscenes between them mm-hmm. um because a lot of those cutscenes are kind of like a, a breather you know uh like a moment before they jump into like another conflict or you know maybe a transition to like a different location so i i i really like ashley a lot too yeah. um i am I'm, I'm really grateful that they didn't have her hit on him like yeah. i mean like there's flirting there but yeah i like she thinks he's Superman for like, sure. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, I would like flirt with this guy too a little bit, you know? Like, this dude just like came out of nowhere and like saved my ass, and now he's like, you know, RoboCop and just like <laughs> his. Mi- I'm the mission. I'm Baby Eagle. You know, like, yeah. I mean, hell yeah, this beefcake of a man. Like, uh, but like, it's not. It it's not like I know that there's gonna be the Resident Evil Four like OG purists that are like man, she doesn't make that pass on, uh, on him, like, at the very end of the game. And it's like, yeah, but, like, that was awkward as is yeah, already. It so bad. it's, like, it's just very nice for her to, like, appreciate him instead of, like, making a pass at him. Like, oh, you know, like, maybe I'll become, like, a special agent like you. You know, it's, like, it's cute. It, it's corny, but it works really well in the situation. And I think... Uh, whoever the actress was who played her in this game uh, did a really, really good job at just like playing a character that doesn't need to be like overly sexualized, but like you care about her. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like hardest. She's not, she's not Ellie. You know what I mean? Like she's not Ellie from the last of us. It's not like that deep character characterization, but like you still care about her well-being because she's like a she's a kid yeah (laughs) she's like she's in she's like in college and like it's not like she chose to be the president's daughter and like all all of a sudden you know she gets kidnapped and it's just like what the hell's going on so it's like you you feel you feel for her but then you also care about her at the same time yeah um and i think they did a really really good job at at like balancing those emotions that you have towards that character yeah, she's charming, is what I'd say. She's right? very, very charming. Um, yeah. in in and again that that kind of way of like she's like the straight man of all of the characters, right? She's like a completely normal person, truly doesn't any hasn't done it at all. <laughs> that you know, there's no previous game that she's gone through. She's just a kid. Yeah, <laughs> and and she she seems like she's like out of the way for most of your fights. She stays behind Leon, right? She she like is, encourages Leon, encourages him. She she doesn't Which is cute. Yeah. yeah. And, like, keep in mind, when we say, like, flirting, right, the most, I think, that happens is, like, when you catch her from, like, a drop or something, she'll say, like, my hero. And, like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's... it's, like, it's almost like a brotherly love in a in a way, but it's, it's like, it, it is subtle flirting, but I don't know. It just works really well where it's not, like, yeah. oh, my hero. Oh, you know, like, she's not, like, It feels you know, very natural to the Fantasizing about him. Yeah. Which is, it's like crazy <laughs> you know like yeah <laughs> it, one of those things of like kind of like you said before like i really don't know how they pulled it off of like it's so campy in the original game and and here it's so charming it's it's just nice it's like the the one nice thing that's happening exactly like, yeah that's like pretty much like the best way to explain it it's like 
she is the light in the whole situation of like this is not great <laughs> yeah of just like so. a person grateful that you're here and you know they play around with it like with her and and leon both getting like infected at some point in the story right like obviously yeah. a big part of the original big part here i would say even bigger part here um yeah. and and that that like causes divides between the two of them and and then comes brings them back together in, in great ways um that allows for like a some kind of friendship to develop between the two of them. But I yeah. also like how Leon is written toward her of like, he's always like very much laser focused on her well being. Uh, like even when she's like, Hey, thanks for saving me. He's like, well, let's get you out of here first. <laughs> like, like yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not counting my dice. <laughs> like, well, my dad. you know, we're not, we're not quite done yet, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got it. I got like 20 more dudes. I got to kill. Still. No, pr no prob, you know, no prob. Like maybe he says it back to her. Like she says, no prob. Like, and her dialogue is very, Early aughts. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. no prob. Yeah. Uh, skills. Did yes. you do you have subtitles? I, I, I heard the skills thing, which was oh, so funny. Like, I oh. laughed really good at that. It's still my heart, Ashley. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, it, it's fun too because like I think the dynamic of her being like, hey, maybe I can be a secret agent too, because uh, she's yeah. like helping him solve puzzles and whatnot is is cool. I I, I think that's like a a totally natural thing of like, Hey, you know, we're partners. Like let's, let's play this like a team. So we look out for each other. Um, yeah. And yeah, like all the way through the end of Ashley's like trust in Leon growing very naturally as the game progresses like that, yep. that relationship is super satisfying and well done and not weird. Uh, like that was just, I just really wanted it to not be weird. And it's not weird yeah. at all. Like Leon does not flirt with Ashley at all. He's like, like <laughs> he's like, yeah. I think he just wants to get home. Like, <laughs> he's like, know, I don't like, even, I don't even know you, lady. But it's like, <laughs> but like, you two can... dudes drove, two dudes drove me out here. Like, you know, they, they got got like pretty early. But you know, I'm just here. I just want to get home. Yeah, and and there, no one's like joking. There's no jokes about it being like a weird situation between the two of them, which yeah, I appreciate. Yeah. It's it's not played off as a joke. Um, yeah. which I would say goes for the, the whole game. Like mo while Leon is making jokes and, and like doing what he needs to, to get through it, you know, generally the, the whole game is much more serious. I would say, um, yeah. in the same way that like Resident Evil two th and three are, uh, of like, you know, ridiculous stuff happens. And, and sometimes like Jill is going to make a great joke in, in Resident Evil three about it. Uh, bitch can't even swim. Um, <laughs> I I always forget about that one, uh, but man, when that when that original when that hit, I, I was like, yeah, hell oh yeah. yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Here we go, let's go. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I everything generally is done a little bit, play a little bit more seriously. Even like Salazar, who's like you know this kid kind of enemy, yeah. is played up as as more of a a serious villain, and I I like that. I think like the tonal shift made it more spooky for sure. Um, yep. and, it, and this like feels truer to Resident Evil tone wise, um, yeah. in that, like it has some camp, it has some fun, it has some jokes, but it's scary, man. Like it is yeah. a, a thriller experience, especially like when regenerators show up later in the game, the way the lighting across the board is in this game, which is incredible. Even when you go back through the village at night, like in chapter three or whatever, it is like it adds this whole new kind of oppressive yeah. atmosphere to it that I, I thought was so good. Yeah, it, it you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, because we talked about Village a couple of years ago, but um, it's almost like 
the original Resident Evil 4 was kind of like like the bare bones blueprint for Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. And then that game, I, I think Resident Evil Village is like it's scary, you know? Yeah. Like I, I don't know if it's scarier than seven for me, but I, I think Resident Evil Village is pretty scary. But it, it it's it, it honestly holds its influences on its on its sleeve pretty well which yeah. is the 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 campiness i guess of the original resident evil 4 and so for them to remake resident evil 4 it almost felt like they took a little bit of that magic that they found with resident evil village and put it in here it, mm-hmm. it's not fully there in terms of like how scary that game is i think resident evil village is scarier than resident evil 4 remake but um i also kind of they're pretty different games you know like yeah. resident evil 4 like you're moving pretty quickly where resident evil 8 is like you're kind of taking your time figuring things out and, and all of that but yeah um uh, and it, Resi- it, resident evil 4 wants you to be tense more than it wants you to be afraid right exactly yeah because there's just so much going on yeah. versus like village is like oh it gives you the moments to be afraid because of lady d or you know any other villain or area in that game but like kind of going back to what I was saying is like it's you know pulling like having like you know separate villains and everyone is kind of like their own area and you know it's not it's not open I guess you could say like the way village was you know how like you had like that hub area and then you're going to like the different houses and the different areas and you come back to the hub area I mean there is backtracking in this game but it moves in sections, you know, you have the village, you have the castle, then you have the island. Yep. So it's like, those are all very like cut off from each other um, once you finally get there. But, um, which is, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's cool. I I like that. I I love like the level design of this game for sure. I appreciate that. Like while it isn't open, it's wider. Right. And there is like avenues to do other stuff while either between major story beats. um, And then like, generally save for the village right really like there's no point where it's like okay now if you want to go get stuff you can um yeah it like there's like a point in the castle where it's like okay now you kind of have your freedom to to go get stuff and there's a point in the island like of the middle section maybe not the, the very beginning but it's like okay now you can kind of backtrack and get anything that you might have yep. missed uh and the, and the merchant is is always good at reminding you of like hey like this is that point where you want to kind of check your boxes if you haven't yet um, yeah. yeah, I will say, like, thinking about it in comparison to Village, I like this game a lot more than Village. Um, yeah. And I liked Village a lot at the time. I will say because, not that they're similar, right? But they are doing similar things. That's pretty much what I was trying to get at, yeah. Um, I it's, It is a bummer. Like, this game, in my opinion, is, like, much better than Resident Evil Village. Um, and it kind of overshadows that game in, in a... In a significant way um in in a way of like resident evil village when it came out it was trying to get out from under the shadow of resident evil 4 uh and 7 uh and now 4 is out again it's it's kind of like hard to say (laughs) like oh you should play village and not 4 it's like no you should play resident evil 4 like it is it's doing everything that that game did and doing it better generally um yeah and and it's still an experience though i think a lot of people yeah, especially if they were attached to what they did in seven. Yeah, it's worth playing. And you know that whole perspective change and 
and all of that, I, I think it's definitely worth playing. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying in terms of yeah, like, it's it's like yeah. so much better to me, and it and they they cover similar you know things, not necessarily like exact moments, but like yeah, the castle, like those kinds yep. of things, right? Like the characters, the village, right? Yeah. The the destination, yep. and and Resident Evil Eight has that like weird family dynamic that I didn't love, like them doing a second time over. And and yeah. Resident Evil Four does not have any of that. Uh, no, it, it, it is like totally its own thing, tone wise with the villains. And it, uh, as someone who like did not like the the villains of Resident Evil Four before, like it is weird to like them now. Uh, but they're very <laughs> imposing, right? Like even just yeah. um, the the village chief, the I forget his name, Alonzo or whatever, uh, Mendez. Yeah. Yep. Um. He is like he only shows up like the three times that he shows up, right? It hasn't changed, but like he makes so much more of an impact, I think, in those moments, yeah. um, and and feels like more of a villain for the village, and then moving on to Salazar in the castle, and then uh, to Sadler at the end. But like part of that is also the boss fights are much better and and more dynamic, and and just like everything else, right? You have the knife, you can do all these things, you can run away, you can press circle to evade you know you have all of that freedom in those fights that you do in the rest of the game that that makes them wider and more interesting yeah um how'd you feel about ada um well first off i just want to i want to start off by saying this yeah i i do not like that people are going after the actress uh, the actress yeah. um for her performance you know i i guess i can understand maybe some criticism about it but just don't do that yeah. i don't know i just i hate that stuff no, no, so much and, good call it absolutely and you know it, it's not the same actress from resident evil remake 2 it's yeah. a completely different voice act uh actress it's actually the actress that played ada in the latest resident evil movie oh really um, cool so it's yeah it's literally the same actress as uh the 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 actress that played ada in uh the recent what is it welcome to raccoon city uh movie that came out like a couple years ago or a year ago um lily gow yep lily gow i was like i think her last name's gow but i don't remember her first name but yeah i mean completely different performance yeah uh than the second game remake but like i think my biggest critique i have is that she's not in the game enough um, yeah, I was kind of like I, thinking there would be a part where you would play as Ada at a point. Yeah, kind of like what they did in in RE2 remake, you know, where you you have that section with her. She has like little gun that can like solve the puzzle for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think you know aside aside from that, you know that critique is just her not being in the game enough. I I I enjoy her it's ada you know like yeah. like she's she's the one character that's always playing two sides of the same coin yeah. and it's more of like a moral kind of back and forth with herself because she sees leon as the good side of everything you know what i mean mm-hmm. and I, I can't tell if the romantic you know stuff that happened in re2 carries over to this game and honestly i don't really care for that um i didn't really care for it in the second game that much either when they kissed on the tram i was like all right well 
you know, met him like five hours ago. But yeah, that was random, whatever. but okay. <laughs> um, but like, like I, I guess you know when you think about it, who she is and like what her role is, and you know, you know who she's working for and all that stuff. Like, yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna kiss a dude because you know dudes are are weak. You know, yeah, for, she's manipulating for... the situation to like get through exactly but i also think that there's like a deep down connection to leon where she's like oh he is like legitimately a good person yeah and he actually like cares about the whole situation he i i think he does care about her still you know in the game i think it's pretty apparent but like he's also very guarded because of what happened in the second game and i just i like kind of the progression there in terms of their connection together um but yeah i just i just felt like i didn't get enough of her and like i know that there's discussion of like a dlc that's coming out um i think it's called separate ways or whatever i think it got like data mind or whatever uh, like a month ago um so yeah i mean i i want to see more of her you know ada's always like i said she's like that character that's like i don't know there's, there's an interesting backstory there i always feel like we never get a lot of yeah. just because of I mean, how she's, you know, kind of set up to be, but... Sure. And yeah, I mean... I, certain, Resident Evil 6 certainly did not help that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, if they remake Resident Evil 6, like, I want, like, a dedicated Ada. Like, if you're going to do, like, three campaigns again, Lord, I, I don't know if that's <laughs> the right way. I, I don't know if that's the right way to go. Um, but, like, if if they do do something like that and it's, you know, not as long and and convoluted as as the sixth game, and they give Ada her time to shine. Like, yeah, I hope like she gets like her spotlight. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I just feel like she just does not get a lot of it. You know, in this game, she she definitely gets more of it in the second game than she does in this game. So. Yeah, you get the players her and everything. Yeah, yep. I, I was definitely kind of ex- waiting for a moment where we would get more Ada. Like I was like so ready for it to cut to her perspective on certain things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm, like, okay that it didn't because I think the Leon and Ashley thing is... It makes that more of, like, a straight line works better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely wanted more Ada. I think what you get of her is great, though. And it is cool because it feels like a continuation of what was there in Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Um, narratively. Um, different chemistry. And I appreciate that Lily Gao is, like, absolutely doing her own thing with Ada Wong. Kind of plays her a little bit differently. Um, then this kind of hammed up, you know, I can do anything. Like I'm, I'm so sick of this shit, which is kind of how she is in, in RE2. Yeah. But uh, she still has the femme fatale. Yeah. You know, like it, but it's just not like, it's just not as cartoony as what you have gotten before. She's more stoic, you know? right? Like she's, yeah. she kind of keeps to herself a bit more. She's more guarded, honestly, herself. Um, and, and you yeah. can, and Leon can tell that she's just a bullshitter bullshitting at this point. So that makes their, exactly. their moments together really fun. Um, but it definitely felt like I would say like talking about it now and, and kind of thinking about it, it, it feels like the part two of a three part story. Like I, I'd be really curious to see like the other shoe drop and Ada come around to Leon's side. Like it feels like they are almost setting that up here. Um, yeah. And and I would love to to see us get there. Like a Leon and Ada co op type thing could be really cool. Yeah, um, that actually would be really cool. Yeah, and and I would love to see like that relationship come to a conclusion. Not necessarily like them together or anything like that, but just like yeah, him kind of bringing her back to to the good side of things instead of the mercenary side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I would say the same with Luis. I I think they did a great job uh, with him and. 
and you get a little bit more time with him and you get to spend more time with him. He gets more development and his presence is felt through to the end of the game, even if he's not necessarily there for it. Right. Like, yeah. And I, I really appreciated that. It made him feel like a full character that, that had decisions and choices and, and, and made a choice to, to kind of go against this situation. Yeah. And like, now that you like mentioned that, I thought it was really uh, cool to kind of have Leon and Ashley consistently reference him. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, didn't Louis say, uh, Louis say this or, you know, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, and kind of referencing him even on the back half of the game and, you know, them kind of like doing it for him almost, you know, like. Like recognizing that he is the reason why they've gotten this far, yeah, essentially. Totally. Um, and you know, I think it's cool that you know, it, it's 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 not like they're rewriting the script here or anything like that. You know, a character that's done something nefarious in the past and they're trying to make up for it, you know, and he's you know, Leon's like, Well, why are you helping us or why are you helping me or whatever? And he's like, Oh, I just, just wanna, you know, clear my conscience and you know, I've done bad things or whatever. And, and they like expand upon the things that he's done, but also like, it's just another instance where umbrella has taken someone's like dream and kind of like convoluted it. it towards. Yeah. yeah. Like it's the same thing that happens in Jurassic park. You know, it's just like, there's this cool dream, but then there's like these rich dudes <laughs> that are also, they always want to profit from it. And they prey on people that have like huge aspirations to do good. And, and that's what Luis, you know, that's what he was doing. Like, that's what he thought he was doing, he, you know, and then he, everything happened with raccoon city and like, you know, him kind of figuring out like, Oh, I'm, I'm literally the reason why a lot of this has happened. And like him trying to like make up for it, I thought was a really cool way to kind of give him more depth this time around um, in the game. But then, like I mentioned before, like he's, still felt there throughout the game, like even towards the end of the game too. So, yeah, totally. I, I, I really like that. I, I think it, it's like, you know, you can have a character that's like impactful in different ways. And, yep. and, and I, I, I think that works, especially for a character so beloved by the fan base, right? Like everyone loves Luis, like in yeah. OG RE4. And, and so have him fleshed out in a way that does not like take away from anything that he was, but just makes it better today. It's really good. Yeah. Did Did you ever really quick here? Did you ever watch G four TV back in the day? Yeah. Like X X Play Electronic Playground. I cheat this, was the I, reason like that I wanted to play Resident Evil four because of all the secrets that they showed in that show. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that show too. But um, I can't remember if it was Electric Playground or I don't think it was Attack of the Show. But I always remember seeing Luis them using like that bit where he's like it's game time oh, you know yeah. like and yeah yeah and i can't remember if it's like it's like right before they cut to the show they always had like little clips of like games but then they always ended it with louise saying it's game time and you know when he says it in this game i'm like hell yeah like let's go you know like this is that's the start of the fight where you're in the house and it's like yeah it is game time because it's literally you're <laughs> doing everything the game has so far thrown at you all in one moment you know yeah. what i mean so it's like yeah it's it's game time so like i'm really glad that they kept that line and kind of like expanded on it too this time around yeah so. that's a good call out 
I totally yeah. forgot about that like intro montage. I think it was for. I can't remember. It was either Attack yeah. of the Show or or um, X Play. I, I I feel it might have been X Play. Uh, yeah, because they definitely referenced RE4 a lot on X Play because that that was like a five out of five for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any any other things that we want to mention before maybe we move on talk a little bit about spoilers and then uh, uh, get out of here. The shooting games are really fun. The the shooting range is awesome yeah yep. it's very fun stylish love pirate theme yep. uh love, i i oh go ahead sorry i uh, love the merchant just overall i think he's great absolutely very chatty this time around um you know gun runs with fun love that line <laughs> um i appreciate you know i i i i know i i i don't know if people think it's lazy or not but like i love it when there's like kind of like a secondary character stationary secondary character in video games that's like hey just a heads up before you go here do this thing first because you ain't coming back and i i don't know if people think that's lazy or not but i always personally appreciate that in video games because there's definitely going to be something i've missed along the way and and i'm one of those people that looks in every nook and cranny like i'm i'm that guy that's probably why it took me 22 hours to beat this game the first time around I say um, so. <laughs> so I'm like I love the merchant doing that. Um and yeah, I'm just trying to think of like other little things that I really I think the the yeah. side quests are great, right? You side quests are great, yeah. Basically other things to do instead of just yeah. shooting blue metals, like there's like little things like go kill this fish or go get a golden yeah. egg from a chicken. And I never felt like those side missions took forever to do. Yeah. And it was a lot of the times it were I when I was doing those side missions I'd run across resources that I had missed previously so I'm like oh this is perfect like it's kind of making sure that you you know yeah you can get spinels if you you know turn in the side mission but like I'm also making sure that I'm clearing everything out because you know like yeah. we mentioned before it like there are some times in this game where resources are pretty bleak and so being able to kind of grab everything um is really really nice I was gonna say this uh. I like that they made the charms for the attache case kind of be not just cosmetic this time around. Yeah. It's almost like little buffs. Yeah. Um, which I think is a really, really cool idea. Um, like I got a buff like right off the bat. Like the first time I got like three gold coins, I got a buff that was uh make Leon like run eight percent faster or whatever. Whoa. So like that one I think is really, really helpful at certain points, p- parts in this game where it's just like, if you get crowded, I can just run away real quick and then yeah, kind of cool. circle back. Um, but like, I, I think that little, the shooting range is just so much fun. Um, S ranking, those are going to be really, really difficult. I got a couple of S ranks. I think you did too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's just so much to, to eat in this game, you know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so dense, right? Like, yeah you're going to want to play it multiple times because it's just like fun to play. And yeah, like you're going to want to level up your gun because every gun has like a special super upgrade that you can get if you upgrade all the other things. And I, I love stuff like that. I, I, you know, especially things that like kind of change how the weapon works. Like uh, for the starter pistol, it's like now you have like a five times crit rate. So you're just like popping heads. 
all yeah. the time, and it's awesome. <laughs> um, or like with the 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 barrel loaded shotgun, it's like double the ammo capacity. It's like, all right, I guess I have fifty shotgun shells loaded in here. You yeah, know, just shoot forever. Like I I just think that stuff is so fun. Um, yeah, even like one of the SMGs is like shoot through five enemies at a time, and it's like, okay, this is like my crowd control weapon now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and don't sleep on the bolt thrower. Like, yeah, especially with I those mines. I, yeah, yeah, I think that's a a really helpful gun. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I was gonna say really quick before we move on is I also appreciate you know there are different there's a there's a lot of weapons in this game. Like, yeah, I, I think at least twenty weapons, twenty different t- types of weapons that you can kind of use, um, or twenty weapons that you can kind of play with and stuff like that. Um. But I appreciated the game letting me choose which guns that I felt like. I, I, I didn't feel like there was one gun in this game that was just completely useless. Yeah, um, totally. Which I think is really good. But it's almost like there's other sections in the game where it's like, you can use your previous like older weapon that you got early on in the game or upgrade it for something new and kind of build on that with the resources that you get moving forward. Um, and because I, I, I didn't feel like I was upgrading every single gun to be its like highest tier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I felt like I had to really kind of pick and choose what I wanted to invest in, in terms of, okay, do I want to use this gun for crowd control? Do I, I, you know, I still have the bolt thrower, but like, do I want to make it more powerful, like reload faster, you know, like things like that, or, you know, change out my, you know, first pistol to like this other pistol that might be just slightly better, you know, like there's a lot of pick and choose when it comes to like weapons in this game. And I just, I appreciate the game not being like, here's 200,000 pesetas and you can just upgrade all of your guns to be a hundred percent. You know what I mean? It's like, you really have to pick and choose which guns you want to invest in. And I think that's really, really cool. And in, in more so than any of the Resident Evils that have had like the multiple tier of like, here's the, the better shotgun, like, it didn't feel yeah. like getting the third shotgun, like the barrel loading one, I needed to because like the enemies were yeah. too chunky, right? It's like you could use the shotgun from the beginning of the game through to the end of the game, especially if you upgraded it, um, because it's not like about just like you get another one that's just better in every way, right? It's like, okay, yeah. well, this one will penetrate armor. It's like, okay, well, this pistol uh, doesn't take as much room in your inventory, so maybe you could carry two of them around. There or like yep. the Red 9, which was like my favorite pistol, um, is like way more unwieldy. You know, you have to have the stock with it if you want it to be stable, but it does a lot of damage. So it's like, do you just want yeah. raw damage? You can go for that. Or maybe the the other one that's like cool, will shoot through armor or like the wood shields that they use and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I really like that. And and you can compare the guns in the shop as well, which is really nice. Which is awesome. Yeah, uh, I I like that it's more like okay, maybe this rifle is going to be better for certain kinds of players, and maybe this SMG is going to be better. You know, like uh, the like the M sixteen like assault rifle you get at some point uses rifle ammo. As opposed to having its kind of own, uh, like auto like auto rifle ammo that it, it pulls yeah. from as a resource. So it's like, okay, well, this is going to be eating your rifle ammo. So if you want something yeah. that can do a lot of damage to a lot of people really quickly, or is like a single shot, it's like, okay, make your rifle choice. It made those yep. things way more interesting to to go through, and especially yep. playing through it again, it's like, oh yeah, like th- these are both very useful. It's just like stylistically and how I want to deal with different fights 
you know, I'm going to use them very differently. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's awesome. Uh, long time coming for Resident Evil, I think, because it's always like, all right, you got to the chapter three, so get the new shotgun and sell your old one. Um, yep. I, I, I appreciate that you can kind of just invest in, in what you want. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think uh, we're going to talk a little bit about spoilers here. I'll put some timestamps in the description down below if you want to just hear the outro or anything. Um, but generally, uh, I, I think you can tell we both like it. If you like Resident Evil, you're probably already playing this game. Um, if you're, you know, on the fence about it, I, I, I can tell you, you don't have to be worried. Um, <laughs> you know, even even the purist in me that's like, maybe this one thing wasn't in there or whatever, I, I, I came away loving this more than the original on top of the original, right? Like, yeah, I, I would not love this game as much as I do if I didn't love the original, but I do love it more than the original because it just took everything that game did and made it better just about every yep. other way. Um, but putting our spoiler hats on, um, I will say this was a thing that I realized was not in the game that I expected to be in the game. Um, that on my second playthrough, I was like, Oh shit, there was no laser wall. <laughs> <laughs> there's there no like Leon doing like a, a backflip over a wall of lasers in the hallway. A matrix, a matrix backflip. Cause you know, that's why they did it. Cause matrix is, you know, was like this huge thing. Late 99 for sure. 2000. Yeah. So they were like... just leaning into the times. There's also no boulder that you have to run through, run from, which is nope. an objectively good thing. I'm going to let everyone yeah. know. It's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing. There's no cars or the truck section anymore. Um, where you're like running away from the trucks or trying to shoot the people on the trucks. Oh. Uh, it's like right before you get to the castle. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there is like a there is a call out to the trucks. Like once you get to the castle, there's like a broken down truck right there at the entrance. Oh, that's cool. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and the the mine, yeah. the minecart section is way more Donkey Kong this time around. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, you very just good. I love that. Put a lot. that music. Put the the Donkey Kong cart you know, minecart music to that. I, I think Kyle Hill, Hilliard from uh, Game Informer Midmax, he actually made a video uh, of like him taking the music from the Donkey Kong and putting it onto the minecart section of this Excellent. game, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, like you, there's nothing, I know that there's, I've seen some purists i oh kind of okay per, per, purposely went and tried to find some on youtube you know and, and it's not like i fed into their you know weird criticisms of this game you know calling it quote-unquote woke and things like that i uh. thought it was funny um i i couldn't tell if they were playing into it you know into the joke or whatever but i was just like there's literally nothing in this game that's been cut that like really matters yeah <laughs> you know like like they were the, there was an argument that i saw online they were like where's the throne room i'm like it's still there like yeah. i can still sit in this throne and still do this goofy ass pose yeah like, the devil may cry pose right like yeah it's like you know it's definitely still there it's just like you kind of go gotta backtrack and look for it real quick but um yeah i mean i know that a lot of people are like pissed off about the u3 fight not being in there anymore um u3 which fight? It's like the caterpillar looking dude. Um you oh, should look that up. Oh man. I, I, it's hard for I, me to explain it. Yeah, look that up. It the, yeah, the U3 fight, it's like a boss fight. Um I think that's like towards the end of the castle or maybe it's on the island, I can't remember. Um but I know that that boss fight was cut and then the Salazar statue, right? 
Is that cut too? The Salazar set. Oh fuck, dude! I legitimately am watching this right now. Completely forgot about this. Totally yeah. fine with it not being there. The thing See, that, that you know, like right there, like you're just, you know, you you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about this because it's like it doesn't even matter. The thing <laughs> that like I would I had forgotten about because it, it was more of like everything was kind of coming back to me in waves that I was like so stoked was still in the game was like the the guy in the basement of the castle. Um, his like yep. lieutenant guy that's that you freeze with the the ice and stuff. The and, Verdugo, yep. Yeah, and that that's still awesome. Like it's basically the exact same. Uh, I I texted you and I was like, I literally just played the scariest fucking <laughs> like re moment. Like it was like I, two in the morning. I it was like two in the morning. And I was like terrified of it, <laughs> bro. Because like you just you just enter that section and it just cuts away really quickly. And I'm like, oh fuck, I've completely forgot. <laughs> about this and i was terrified yeah yeah i was like wait what what is it what's going on why is this like why is my screen all red all of a sudden and like why are we moving really fast and why is the music getting really tense and i was like oh no like i can (laughs) i like remembered in that moment like what this was and yeah that that is just i i think for me it was just the tent like that's a really good section to kind of talk about like tension like there's you're like oh what are these switches on the wall for what are this you know like oh this is like liquid nitrogen oh that's right like this guy all right cool and just i don't know the the soundtrack in that moment was yeah. just like amplified to 11 and i'm just like that's why i'm like scared out of my mind right now is because i'm playing this with headphones on and this thing is you know doing the whole alien you know in the in the in the, the air vents yeah yeah in the air vents bit you know like they usually do so it's just like oh my god and i actually didn't even end up killing him um i didn't know you could kill him yeah i um, i didn't i was unable unable to kill him until my second playthrough i tried though. okay i tried really hard okay <laughs> i used every yeah. every bullet i had and i was so <laughs> upset with myself afterwards i'll tell you what yeah i uh i waited for that i played you know merry go round with him for a little bit and waited for the elevator to come and i was like oh it's here i just booked it towards the elevator and he's just bum rushing me as the doors close and i'm like see ya you know like yeah totally (laughs) yeah i i love that fight and it was like one of those things of like oh man like this is so different than the other stuff um i don't remember the original salazar fight i i know that this one was different he was like on a big thing he was stationary i feel like i remember um the salazar fight now that we're in spoilers territory um, it was the one that I got stuck. I died like 10 times on that fight. Uh, not, yeah. not, a, not a super in love with that fight, but I, I also like appreciate that, you know, you have some breadth of movement that, that can, you can kind of get away from stuff. It was just like, he has like two attacks where he like sprays ink at you like straight up or he sprays it side to side. And I like n- yeah. could not dodge either of them for the life of me. Um, and, and like the environment is made for him to kind of catch you with those attacks, um, like on the stairs or going left or right. Um, later, like when I played through a second time, I was like, oh, you can just jump off the rails to get away from him really quickly. So I just like hung out on the top until he did one of his bullshit attacks and jumped off and shot him afterwards. And that ended up being a much easier way to, to deal with that fight. Apparently you can like throw a grenade in his mouth. Uh, and there's like a, an, a, a, a mission for it, like a secret objective for it. I like, I, I swear to God, yeah. I, I threw so many grenades at him and I couldn't get it done. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a, an achievement or a trophy or whatever. Or if you throw an egg at him too. Ooh, that's really good. I, I gotta do that. Don't 
know. I, I feel like maybe I'm getting two things mixed up here, but I feel like that would be a good achievement too if throwing an egg at him. Yeah, that's fine. Because uh, he moves around a lot, so. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I when you mentioned that fight the other day when we were kind of talking about it, I was like, yeah, that one is. It's, it's the definitely most, like, annoying. <laughs> old school Resident Evil boss fight, right? Because it's yeah. like a square platform that you're just kind of moving around. He's following you around. He tries to bite you, and it's an insta kill. Um, and it's the only fight where you can't like knife your way out of an auto kill. Um, yeah. But you know, like the Krauser stuff in this game, ten out of ten. So yeah. good. Hell uh, yeah! That first time you run into him, uh, when he kills Luis, yeah. Uh, I. I just love the lighting in that moment. It's so like good. It, it works. It, I don't know. It, it reminded me of, um, it's a really stupid movie. Uh, Expendable, ex- Expendables 2. Okay. Like there's a, there's a fight in that movie where it's, uh, Stallone versus Van Damme. And they're like fighting like this great graded room or whatever towards the end. And there's just like light coming up from, from the, from beneath them. And I just think that that, I know it's like obviously a stylistic choice, but like in that moment where it's like Leon and Krauser are kind of going back and back and he's like rookie, you know, like all this stuff. And, and it's just like, you're getting a lot of context while you're doing the battle, Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool because the operation Javier was like a on rail shooter thing that they put on, on like PS one, like back in the day, I can't remember where they put it or like maybe it was an arcade game. So like, them giving context to a game that like barely anyone had an opportunity to play. Uh, I thought was really kind of cool. Um, maybe that'll be DLC. Like it, it obviously wouldn't be like a on the rails shooter thing that they did back in the day, but like maybe they do like an extra DLC thing where it's like Leon and everything that happened like during operation Javier. Um, but just like them kind of going back and forth, I just thought was really, really cool. And you know, he's just, he's like this, I don't know, just juiced up dude that's just jumping all over the place and yeah. backflipping. And then, like, you have to do the quick turn and when he jumps behind you and then, like, block him. And then just, like, yeah, that's a really, really cool fight. I, I thought that they did that really, really well. Yeah, I was just stoked there was, like, a, a knife fight. Like, give me a knife fight in the game where you gave me, like, a, one of the best knives I've had in the game. Um, oh, so good. But, yeah, talk about the ending. Um just like how we felt afterwards, theory time, you know, theory corner here, right? If you have not seen it or, or for folks who have, just to recap, right, ends in the way that you expect. Also, I really like that scene just because Ashley goes from, like, being absolutely terrified to having the time of her life in that, like, Gen Z <laughs> yeah. sequence, and it's so funny to me. Uh, but again, like, yeah. it, it feels like this cool payoff on, like, the trust that she's built with Leon, where she's like, he'll get me out of here. I knew he will. Yeah, um, like, yeah. We've, we've, we've done this a hundred times already in the last day. Like, we'll we'll be 100% fine. Yeah, so her just, like, kind of leaning back and enjoying it is, I think, so, <laughs> so fun. Uh, and it's such a, like a fun touch. Um, but yeah, like Ada flies away. She gets called by, you know him, you love him. Albert Wesker finally makes his appearance. Um, it's Resident Evil 1. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Crazy yeah. to think that, you know, the last time we saw him in Resident Evil was him being thrown into a volcano. Um, yeah. And, you know, seems like she she like decides, to, she changes her mind, changes course. We're, ch- we're changing course. Is what she says to the helicopter pilot, yep. which feels meta in some way. 
um, and and is not going to deliver the amber to Wesker, which in theory means that the Ouroboros is never made and Resident Evil Five never happens. Um, but and and it looks like you know she changes and it looks like she's going in the direction that Leon is going. Um, yeah, which which is interesting and and again like kind of sets up that what I mentioned earlier about like. Uh, boy, I would love a like Leon and Ada super spy game. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, especially like if you wanted to do co-op or something. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what what do you think? Do you think that they're gonna kind of soft reboot from here and and maybe make new Resident Evil Five, or do you think that you know they they just do something totally different, or you know. <sighs> I I personally do I I trust whatever they do. Yeah. Um I don't know anyone aside from having a good time playing a co-op game with your bud. I don't know anyone that's going to die on the hill for Resident Evil 5. <laughs> yeah, right. Um it, it's it's a good time. Like no doubt. Like we we did it, you know, like we we played it over a couple summers ago or whatever when we did that. Um, it's also like still a good time. It doesn't. I I don't think it has the issue that some of the other Resident Evil games have, where it's like impossible yeah. to go back to. Like you can go back to that game pretty easily. It's available and it's it plays pretty modern. You know, uh, at this point. Yeah, they they just released they just re released it for PlayStation Four. Like, what was that four or five years ago? Yeah. Whenever they like kind of re released uh, all the. Resident Evil's, uh, well, the four, five, and six, I think they put on PlayStation Four at the time or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I they can erase Resident Evil Five, and I, I, I'll, I'll sleep fine. You know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah. <laughs> like, will I, will I miss Josh and Chris? The sexual tension? <laughs> yes, I will of miss course. that. Like, yes, we ship them. They are, they're, they are infatuated with each other. But and, and yeah, I'll I'll probably miss Chris punching a bowler. Like Yeah. But like there's what they've done with the 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 three remakes that we've gotten so far, I just know that whatever they do with five is gonna be a good time. You know? Like Yeah. So that's why I have literally no worries about whatever they wanna do with five. I mean let's leave Africa alone. Uh it's yeah. a little bit of a dated thing for us to do, so <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that that's a good idea. It's just like the the two most like I don't want to say like convoluted. What's like the right word that like just I don't know. People just they're not in love with with five and six. So like at this point, they can literally do whatever they want. Yeah, and somehow tie it into seven. You know, like you know maybe there's some sort of reference of how things work out you know in seven and when they remake six if they remake six you know or maybe they set up things that happen in seven in five like who knows what they can do you know there's a lot of different ways they can kind of go about it um and, and even when i mentioned when we were doing view viewpoints the other day there are references to resident evil 8 in this game yeah. like the the symbol from 8 is in the game like a couple times. Did you find it when I, when yeah, I mentioned I it to you? It. Like, cause you can find that, that forest clearing, right? It's like an optional area and yep. it's, it's on that altar. So yeah, I did. I looked out for it this time after you mentioned it. Yeah. So I was like, there's, they're clearly, we're making connections now to seven and eight in these remakes. 
setting up a way for us to kind of completely forget about the original five, completely forget about the original six. Because like I said, I personally don't know anyone that's going to die on a hill for either of those games. And if you do, more power to you, I guess. But yeah, but just just like just like with OG Resident Evil four, like this game isn't replacing it. It is just another thing to enjoy on. Exactly. Right. Um, I, I will say like the thing that I kept thinking of. You know, when I, when I was thinking of like what we we're going to talk about for this, I really like in this game now that I have some context, um, the like continuation of the character story. Right, I like some of my favorite stuff in this. Now, having been been a huge RE2 remake fan, uh, was like seeing Leon and Ada again, and seeing how they interact again, and how coy she is, and how like over her bullshit Leon is. And it makes me like really, really want to see Jill again, um, I know. And, and Claire. Like I like I want and Chris and Chris, the whole gang, of course. Like <laughs> I, I I don't know what Chris is gonna look like because he's looked forty <laughs> different ways in every game he's appeared. Oh, uh, true. <laughs> but like I I was like man, like I would love to see Jill and Leon go on a super mission together, right? Like I would yeah. I would kill for that. Um, yeah. but like, just, I, I want to see something that, that brings characters together, continues like the character's story, uh, as much. Cause I think this game was so compelling for me because Leon is so great, right? Like he's really the yeah. heart of it. Um, and Leon's like fine in RE2, right? I think he's charming and, and, and innocent, but like here he like comes into his own in, in a really cool way. In a similar way, I imagine like Resident Evil 3 Jill is right. Like that's how, kind of how I felt about Jill. Is like this is not her first go around, and I loved her by the end, right? Like I adored her, um, and I wanna I wanna have that opportunity with with other characters. I want to see them interact, and and I want to see like where they can go as a group, as a unit together. Yeah. Speaking of, real quick. Yeah. As you were saying, you want to get like Jill and Leon to have like you know. Oh, we got we got Jill and Leon Jill, right here. Jill and Leon right there, like front and center, you know. So they could be such a cool team. They're both so yeah. badass and funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I I just think that they would be so fun together. Yeah, I, there's a lot of interesting things that they can do with these, you know, remade characters or remake iterations of of the OG characters. But you know, whatever they do, I I think that they have a lot to like work off of. You know, um. And I'm pretty much there for it, you know, whatever they do, whether it's Leon and, and Ada, Leon and Jill, just Leon, you know, maybe it's Chris and Jill again, or, you know, who, you know, whoever. But, like, I just think that there's a lot of cool different possibilities that they could do, especially with the RE engine that they've just utilized the crap out of over the last, like, four or five games, you know, since 2017. Um which I think has, I mean, I remember Cap, yeah, like I remember Capcom before 2017, and <laughs> I remember not ever thinking about them. Like, it, it's I don't want to I don't want to put them in the same realm as like Konami in terms of like, oh man, you guys just do not give a shit about your like IPs anymore. But like, um, and it's not to say that Konami doesn't care, but like. You know what I mean? Like they haven't really done anything. Yeah, they're not necessarily with... interested in making video games at the moment. Yeah, we're you know we're not making but you know thankfully Capcom's not making pachinko machines. Not yet. You know, and... 
I'm sure. I'm sure there is maybe a Capcom. There's Pachinko definitely machine. some Capcom Pachinko machine somewhere in some Pachinko yeah. Lo- lobby. Yeah, but like, just what they've done with the engine, what they've done with these games. Like I'm, like I said, I'm 100% there for whatever they do, and so there's a lot of different things that they could do, and I just think that is there a way to have all these characters in the same game? You know, obviously, you know, they tried doing it in six and, you know, getting three separate campaigns that are like 10 hours a piece is, is kind of a lot. Yeah. I um, mean, so I kind of hope they don't do that again. <laughs> I, th- I think they could do it right. You know, they'd have to treat it like a project like this, where it's like, this is a big game. We're going to treat it like a big game type deal. Um, but like seeing it, it's like thinking back, Resident Evil 5 should have been Chris and Jill. Um, right, like the, like the DLC, uh, which is good, but like you know they had to go and damselify Jill in some weird way, put a scarab on her chest so that way she's mind controlled by Wesker or whatever. Um, yeah, like do the DLC from Resident Evil Five as a whole game, right? Like it's Chris and Jill back together going after Spencer uh, and Wesker by by extension. Um. And and maybe that can be the the reboot moment of like that's what five should have been and that's what five could be I think yeah um I, you know like it's not like Sheva's like a bad character but she's like just clearly just created so that way Chris has a partner and Jill can still be yeah. the damsel right like yeah she just doesn't do much uh, and then she never comes back again right um yeah. and and I think it's like it should be Chris and Jill it should be Leon in some way make these stories cross over in some way. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that they, they have a lot of room to work with. Uh, and I mean, I'm like you, I, I kind of trust whichever direction they, they want to take it. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to see what it is. I like, I, I would love them to, with these like kind of forward seeking eyes, like try co-op again in the same way that five did, because I think they would have a much better go of it. Uh, and, and I think it would look and feel a lot better. And yeah. and I think it could still work for sure. I think it could still be like this and scary yeah. and spooky. Um, like I I appreciate that you are not alone for most of this game or, or for large chunks of it. Um, but it doesn't ever feel any less tense because of it. Um, yeah. And, and you know I I would love to see kind of what Ashley is, but with like a co op partner and, and and like imagine like you could shoot a guy in the face and then I could run up and kick him. All right, just think about it. Awesome, <laughs> sold. Sensational. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I agree with that. And here's one thing I want to say real quick: all the pressure is completely off of them. You've remade your three biggest games, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> like. You know, I'm not trying to downgrade Resident Evil 1 or anything like that. You know, especially that remake that came out, was it 2002 or whenever they remade that one for GameCube? But mm-hmm. um, your three, like, most iconic video games, 2, 3, and 4, you don't have to worry about them anymore. Because you did it, you pulled it off, and for the majority, everyone absolutely loves them. Yeah. So, at this point, you have no pressure, you have the engine to do it you have pretty much the freedom and the characters to do whatever you want in terms of remaking five and six. And there's a lot of cool things that they can do because once again, I don't know anyone that's going to die on a hill for five and six, you know, like you mentioned, like there's still 
some things to be enjoyed there and and it's not we're not a racing five and six like the og ones so it's just like you can still enjoy those ones but there's something really really cool and interesting that they could do with the next few if they decide to do it which i i feel like they're just gonna do it anyways you know what i mean like why not like everyone loves these last three well aside three you know three has kind of like its lovers and haters but like I felt like everyone really loved two. Everyone, obviously, I feel like really loves four. I know there's like the purists out there that I mentioned, but like you can do whatever you want at this point. And every, I feel like the majority of people who love these games are going to buy five and six. So like, why not just write the check already? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously they're planning it. I'm curious, like, what they're thinking and and kind of to your sense, fly on the wall, like. Uh, what, what, where do you want to go, right? Like, what do you yeah. want to do? Uh, you've done all of like the iconic monsters, and and you've remade them all. Uh, what new is there to do now? Um, yeah, there's, there's and I, I think it's gonna be a while too, honestly. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with that. Yeah, I like I don't necessarily know. I'm I'm curious if there's like any desire to do like Resident Evil Nine and kind of continue on the the winter story right i i feels like there isn't right like i feel like you could leave that where it is and it'd be fine um but like obviously the goal is to to kind of bring it all together uh in some way Um, yeah and i and i i want to see what that looks like yeah me too and like i said i i I don't really mind how long it takes because i have these three remakes to enjoy and and i can still go back and play even original versions of them too and like still feel satisfied so it's like you know it's and i got seven and eight too like which are both really good games so it's it's there's there's more than enough time to figure out what they want to do and like i said i'm there for it you know um so i i don't know i guess i'm just it's all speculation at this point um yeah and and it's exciting to speculate because uh just knowing the freedom that they have, I think is, is fun to think about. Um, and especially with like how well four plays and how well it looks and, and all of that. And, you know, if they do end up remaking five, like what is that going to look like, you know, with how good four looks, you know, like is five going to, is, is it five going to be a co-op game? Is it going to be, you know, maybe next generation that they put that? Who knows? You know, like there's a lot of different things that they can do, but PS5 Pro exclusive. <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I really have much else to say about it. I, I, it's a, it's a really good game. Yeah. Um, taking the the spoiler hats off now. Yeah. Um, um back to to the closing thoughts here. I, if yeah. you, if you had to put a score on it, obviously just for fun, you know. What would you give it? I so I'll be real right here. I so like when I see people give games like a ten out of a ten, I, I respect that. Um, because I would, never, I, know... I would never do that, but I I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it's it's not that I would never do it. It's just I don't know if it's like hard to say because it it's like weird. Like how do I explain myself? I don't know if I've ever experienced a ten sure. because a ten to me is almost like. It's just absolutely flawless. I, I didn't run into anything where I was overly frustrated or was stuck on and felt like was unfair. Um, but even then, 
a game can still be a 10 because it's like maybe the game was su- supposed to be like that for you to like think about it and go about it a different way yeah and greater than the sum of its parts type deal exactly um so like it i do think it's a masterpiece but i would give it like a 9.5 and that's solely just based off of like a couple of little conflicts in the game that i just did not i was like man this fuck this is annoying um, <laughs> i feel that. but i couldn't i couldn't tell if it was me or if it was the game so sure. i think it was maybe been just a little bit of both i'm specifically if you want to know what i'm talking about the castle entrance with the catapults yeah that's rough <laughs> boy oh boy oh boy oh boy um yeah i, I, I got died there a few times <laughs> yeah so i like in that moment it's like well you can kind of you can actually like take out a couple of these before you even get up to where you need to be to like actually like face all of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, while I have like hangups, I do think that this, and my score is like a 9.5. I do think that this is a masterpiece. I do think it's like, if you're going to play any action horror survival game that you want to invest your time in, like 60 bucks for a, 20 plus hour game is pretty damn good yeah um and like the replay the replayability is there the speed run if you want to do that is there you know the extra like the amount of extra content that they just put in the game for you to like dink around with and play around with and put different costumes on your characters and have different accessories for your characters there's so much stuff there that you can do that it almost kind of feels a little bit like I feel like I I feel like I pay seventy dollars for a game sometimes where I feel like I'm missing something from the game, mm-hmm. but to only pay sixty dollars for this game and for them to just be like, oh yeah, this is just in here. I'm like, man, why you you know like why isn't everyone just follow this model? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like it's like games as services obviously kind of changed the 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 landscape a little bit where it's like, oh well, you have to sign up for a subscription, but. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. cool. Like it's cool to see a big AAA, you know, single player game not made by PlayStation. <laughs> you know, like not yeah. not not that I have any problems necessarily with those games. Obviously, like I'm on the record having really loved God of War Ragnarok and and Last of Us and things like that. But it's just yeah. like it, it kind of feels in sometimes like they're the only ones making games like this. Exactly. That's yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. And yeah. and, and because of that there is like a tinge to it that, of similarity. Uh so it feels good to have like somebody else come on the scene and make a game I would argue just as good if not better than any of those games. Uh that's like a different flavor and has its own style and engine and things about it that are unique. Uh, and it also just happens to be a remake of one of the most beloved video games of all time. <laughs> exactly. Like you, like if if you told me that you felt like you got ripped off from this game, like I would honestly ask you, please explain in great detail why you think you were yeah. ripped off. Like, like, like how? <laughs> like, yeah. How did you play just, this? Also? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just so much there, and so much variety there. It's just like. I did not feel shortchanged at all one bit, you know, especially in this day and age where most games are $70 now for them to be like, it's, this is 60, like next gen, previous gen. And and I'm sure it's because there's still previous gen attached to it. That's probably why it's, it's 60 all around. Yeah. But for them to be okay with next gen only paying 62 and getting the same experience, I 
hell yeah like sixty dollars is not a bad for not a bad price for for what you get here um so yeah just makes it all more worth it yeah for me I exactly I'm probably I'm somewhere in the 10 range uh you know we'll see by the time I post this and and I like write a blurb for the website and stuff that I have to attach a number to we'll see how I feel uh, but right now, yeah, I, it just like it had that sauce, that that special, that Michael's secret yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? It just something yeah. in the air elevated it to the point where, like, while I was playing it, I was like, I am enjoying this so much. Yeah, <laughs> like, more yeah, than I too. thought I would, and I knew I would like this game. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just like every next moment I got to, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this. You know? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It, it just felt like a, it felt like a thrill ride. It yeah. felt like. It felt like the mummy felt like the mummy returns, you know, like we're Brendan Fraser and, and we're about to, some... to make everyone in the nineties question their sexuality. Exactly. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Like Leon, like Leon. Hello. Like, I want to be caught by Leon just the same way that Ashley was caught by Leon, you know, my hero, you know, exactly like that sort of thing. But yeah. Um, now I, I hear what you're saying in terms of like, there's yeah, something in the like, air, you know? This is it, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for for hanging out and listening. We hope you enjoyed our review discussion. Andrew, if folks want to follow you, where can they where can they find you? Um, I tweet a lot about baseball, so I'm not going to give anyone my Twitter because I'm sure I'm going to bore a lot of people out of that. But uh, I suggest everyone, you know, if you're not already following IP, make sure to follow IP, Rational Passions, over on Twitter. Uh, follow the YouTube, you know, uh, these lovely people, you guys, y'all do like a lot of really good work and, you know, just being able to like check out viewpoints for games that I, you know, wasn't, wasn't on my radar, but like you and Mike sitting down or you and, you know, whoever is sitting down and like just chatting about a game that I might not have thought of and like getting your opinion on it, I think is really, really helpful. And I always appreciate YouTube channels that do that sort of thing. Like game previews that just like sit, sit down and chat about games because video games are not cheap. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if people realize that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's nice to have you and the crew kind of do these videos. So yeah, I mean, if you're not already following irrational passions on YouTube, definitely go ahead and do that. And on Twitter as well. Yeah, well, it's nice to have an official Resident Evil correspondent, Andrew Taylor. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so. I, I'm sure I'll be back. Yeah, as you know, as whenever soon five. As, as soon as they announce five, you know, you have something to look forward to. Uh, yeah, this two of us. Code together. Veronica, maybe. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd be here for it. I maybe that's a thing. It's a that clear could game. be a thing. So I, I'm I'm curious. I, uh, sure. Everyone's asking for it, so. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Resident Evil Zero. Who knows? Well, anything's yeah, maybe. possible. Uh, Never played Zero. Did you ever play Zero? No. I've not played any of the original Resident Evils, really, though. What was it, like, five? It was, like, five or six years ago. I remember you and I were texting, and I was, like, I was working. No, this was, like, probably three or four years ago. I was working at a job where I didn't have to be on the phone with people, and I would just watch, or I'd listen to Resident Evil lore videos yeah. all day all day long. So, like, I have... All the lore, but like not a <laughs> none of the context. not a lot of the yeah like none of the context, none of the experience. Uh, so like I I know a little bit about Zero, which would be kind of a kooky game for them to remake. I know it has a train. Uh, uh, there is a train. Yeah, trains and are cool. It, 
all happens before Resident Evil, the first one. So it's like, uh, how do we get here? But... <laughs> the good old Anyways. prequel sequel. Exactly. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I think right around now, the other big review of the week uh, is going to be Mike and I on Nintendo Land talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie. So go check that out. Nice. Um, but yeah, thanks for lending your time, Andrew, and talking yeah. about Resident Evil. It's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for watching or listening, everyone out there, and have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye.